Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, I have an expert who I'm very excited to talk about a topic that I haven't really thought about too much recently. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. Oh, hi, Matt. My name is Brooke Pridemore. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I am a, I would say I am an expert in DIY touring and performing. Fantastic. I have had some experience with touring myself in the comedy perspective and trying to put things together. And from kind of a band perspective and from like a comedy perspective, the biggest takeaway that I've had is the essential nature of a van. Whenever you're going to go out on tour, you need to have a reliable vehicle. You need to be able to have what you need in that vehicle so you can get from place to place. A lot of people don't know this, but the current trend of van living or being able to live out of your van and like renovating it actually has its roots in the DIY touring community where these bands would be like, what, I'm kind of tired of the shag carpeting back in like the seventies or whatever in this van, you know, maybe we can renovate it and add something else to it. So like some of us can rest or have like a little kitchenette or maybe like a little shower if they have like a little bit extra space. And that's, you know, developed into people renovating school buses, renovating ambulances. But ultimately it has its base in these bands that were like, you know what? Yeah, we are a metalcore, a deathcore band. Yeah, we're going to renovate this hearse. We're going to renovate this ambulance to just be a rolling advertisement for our band, but making it a little bit more livable. Ultimately, though, I think that some other things that are very important with touring are getting a good sense of where you want to go and not just going where you think you should go, if that makes sense. So the places that are going to be amenable to whatever you're putting on, there might be places that'll take absolutely anybody, but then when you get there, they're trying to go back on what you've negotiated or the manager will have say they didn't know anything about it and it's effectively an open mic night. And it's like, well, no, like we agreed on money. And also, if you have dietary restrictions, you know, getting on the vegan forums, there's a lot of vegan forums of like, not necessarily touring vegans, but traveling vegans, where yeah. they they will say, hey, these are good restaurants you can check out. These are good cities to check out if you are of that persuasion. And, you know, ultimately, you know, finding places to stay is a big thing, even if you do have a van, even if you do have accommodations, whether or not it's being able to track and figure out who is like a safe stranger at a show who is willing to put you up and like being able to recognize, like, okay, this person seems reasonable. This person seems safe and be making sure you have a buddy system of other people knowing where you're going to go, sharing your location, that sort of thing. Or ultimately, finding the nearest Walmart or other big box store and basically just popping into that parking lot and saying, you know what, I'm going to post up here for a few days and going to become a resident of the Walmart. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big one. I think that a lot of people tend to tend to go for. And one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand is how fun it can actually be because people go on road trips all the time and there's always this sense of oh I need to get to this place I need to get here I need to get here 
for the show. But when you do have down days, you can go and see the largest ball of yarn in Minnesota. You can go and see the car Stonehenge, all of the fun things that as you know, you can go to bedrock, Arizona and go and see all these weird things. And who knows what kind of inspiration you can get out of that. But yeah, it's, it's shocking how fun it can be if you let it be and with a little bit of planning. But ultimately, I think that it's important to have AAA or some sort of roadside assistance. I think that's probably one of the biggest things and having a pretty basic understanding of mechanics. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what I know about touring. I mean, I try to avoid eating fish in the desert, I think is important. You never know where that's gonna, what, how that was prepared or how long that's been chilling. Based on what you've heard so far about how much of that would you say is accurate? Well, you know, that's, I wouldn't say anything is inaccurate. So, you know, I, I give you, I give you a solid B plus, but a lot of the things you said are not, are are not the way that I do things. And it's, and it's, I've been touring now since 2004. And for the first number of years, my old label had a van and the label was just one guy and he, Mm -hmm. he provided his van and it would be three of us, me, him and another solo act in his van and driving around and we went through two vans we went through two vans in that in those years one of them well we went through about four vehicles on this one tour but the tour where that van shit the bed Mm -hmm. you know we went through several vehicles on that tour and then between late 2005 and early 2010 we were in another van together and um, you know you do run into maintenance issues you do get flat tires you do have things going on I took some time off from touring. And when I started again in 2015 in good stead, I was traveling via Greyhound. I did a couple of a year or two where I was traveling. I was buying Greyhound passes and booking my tours based on where I could get to by Greyhound and Megabus. And uh, you do save money that mm-hmm. in that route, and, but it's miserable. And I can it's imagine. just like the big one that's, that, so I was on this tour in 2015, which was like, kind of to say goodbye to my mother Mm -hmm. and like and also go to a bachelorette bachelor party in chicago and you know i left detroit where my mother was said good saying goodbye to her and i had a i had a bus i was going to bloomington indiana and it was like i got to indianapolis at midnight and i didn't know bloomington was an hour away my my friend Mm -hmm. could have just come and up so i sat in the bus station in the indianapolis bus station till 6 a.m waiting for the bus and then the 6 a.m bus didn't come so i had to wait for the 9 a.m bus Mm -hmm. it's just any hour of the day or night you know in the indianapolis bus station and then i I did another year after that traveling like that and before it, it broke me and it you know I was broken by being on tour on Greyhound buses when I got news of Eric Peterson's death. Eric from mm-hmm. Mischief Brew, his wife called me as I was getting off stage to tell me they'd found him. And oh, no. for like three days, I was traveling with that knowledge and I didn't have anybody to talk to who like knew who Eric was. I just had to carry that around. And that experience broke me. So what I did starting in 2017, I rent a car and... I pack it with my stuff. And I think the last tour, it was a 2023 Lincoln. I got in a, I got in this Lincoln, you know, I take a cab to the airport. 
I rent the car, drive home, pack it, and then I drive that car. I don't do anything egregious to the car. I don't hurt the car. You know, I don't, I'm not a reckless driver or any of that stuff, but there's a, a lot of wear and tear. And I worked out for the math for myself, I can get you know, a rental car and what's called non-owner's insurance, which means I pay a small premium every month. And, you know, so like it's called more cost effective because when I'm in New York, I don't drive. Right. So I don't have anywhere in New York because I, I live here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I go on tour, that's the only time I need a car. And so I get in the car just for the occasion and and the age that I am and, and, everything rentals and insurance is all kind of cheap when you do rental insurance it's like eighty dollars a month versus like five dollars a day from the rental agency right that's really smart and like it looks like a lot of red tape and it looks like a lot of mental gymnastics but the truth is like i wrecked that lincoln on this last tour i i hit a deer 3 30 in the morning 30 miles east of pittsburgh Mm. you know i creamed a deer driving down the highway so you hit a deer I hit a deer. I mean, the deer really, I was driving in a straight line. The deer committed seppuku in front of my car. Okay. (laughs) There was no anything. I was going 55 miles an hour and I hit a 300 pound animal. It was just, it was going to happen eventually. And the lucky thing was I only caught part of it. And, you know, it only, it it wrecked the left side of the car real bad, but Mm -hmm. I was able to get it into Pittsburgh. And then I was able to get it into the airport and exchange it for a new one. And like, they put a huge charge on my credit card and then insurance pays for it. Cause even though it's like PLPD insurance, because it's renter insurance, they just pay for it. Mm -hmm. So I wreck my car and they're going to fix it and they're going to give it to somebody else to rent, or they're going to sell it. You know, it's like, it's all the whole rental industry thing is, is it's not a scam because they provide a service like, but it's like, it's way more overinflated than I think it needs to be. Right. Yeah. There's options that are available that aren't necessarily as well known. Right. Nothing I do is illegal or even unethical or immoral it, but it seems like it, you Mm -hmm. know, seems like it because I rent a car for six weeks and put 17,000 miles on it you know, and then give it back. But it's all within the terms of service. So, you know, that's just something I've got. I hope I'm not getting myself in trouble here. But that's how I found to do it because it's it's just me. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I've sort of noticed to, to myself that if I, like if I got any more attention, if if I get any more attention, I would need a, so right now I can do it. After I wrecked that Lincoln, they gave me a Prius mm-hmm. and I got everything from the Lincoln into the Prius and it was uncomfortable, but I got it. Right. And so I learned that like, I can, I can travel in a Prius. Nice. If I gained another couple of notches of notoriety, I, I would need a bigger vehicle. I would need a, a sedan or something, or maybe even a minivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so the good news is right now I can travel in these super compact. And the other good news and, and is, you know, as far as places to stay. Yeah. You know, I've been at it for a long time. And for the most part, for the most part, I know people most places. Right. That is a good aspect of it. Sometimes it's colorful, you know, like yeah. I slept in, I slept in the record store I played at in North Dakota in mm-hmm. April. I slept, they were like, yeah, so we're going to go home. You can stay here. And I have an air mattress and, and they're like, we're going to be back at nine and we need you out. 
And I'm like, okay, so that's, that's my night, you know? And sometimes I have those, you know, those kind of nights and other times it's a little more, it's a little more flex, but, and, and for, you know, for the most part, there's like, there's a place to stay. I did sleep in the car in on this last tour because because I I had to do some driving around to get that Prius back to the Pittsburgh airport. So I had to drive from Boston to Pittsburgh. So I drove home, unloaded my car, and then drove the car to Pittsburgh. But at like six in the morning, I crossed the into the Pennsylvania state line and I just pulled over and slept in the car for three hours because I was a mess. Right. I was a mess after seven or eight hours of driving at that point. So, you know, sometimes there's things you've got to do to like work around, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not, you know, there's nothing against the law. It's just seem it seems, seems a little like, you know, uncommon or, right. um, you know, it, it's, it's creative. I'll put it that way. Yeah. You um, gotta, it's creative problem solving. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point that you make too about Walmart is those 24 hour businesses. When you can find them, they have to have security in order for it to be 24 hour business. And because they have private security, that means they can't privatize the lot. So you can be there 24 hours a day. I've never spent, I've never spent more than a few hours in a, in a Walmart parking lot i have spent a few hours a few places but i've never done that i've never done that like make myself a citizen for a couple of days i i and it's it's like i would if it came to it but it's never come to it Absolutely. Uh, the kind of amazing thing is you, do you know neil hamburger you know the comic neil yeah. hamburger yeah he's got that song 7-elevens are all the same and then it's like from an old prank call that he made where he he these guys just keep getting out and going to different 7-Elevens and they're all look exactly the same. I I kind of feel like that about Walmart. It's like I walk in and, and a lot of places, one thing I tell people that start touring that they've got to do is really just be ready to be a stranger in a strange land everywhere you go. Absolutely. And, and you're just, you know, I've I've been in a Paris McDonald's, you know, with my guitar and suitcase and this guy's just looking at me going, Jan Lennon, Jan Lennon, Jan Lennon. And I'm like, okay, you know, John Lennon's much older than I am and he's dead, right. you know, but like, it's, it, it's like that everywhere. I, but you walk into Walmart and nobody gives a fuck. Like right. nobody cares. Cause we're all shopping at Walmart. Yeah. And we got like, something we need to get done. Right. Right. None of us are stoked about it. I, I have noticed this this is a change that I have noticed this year is, um, well, uh, to back it up a, f- a few years ago, to speak to the thing you said about the, the vegan, the, the vegan networks, I'm not vegan, so I'm not in that network. And when I was vegetarian, militantly vegetarian, I, I just ate Taco Bell every day. I mean, I right. ate Taco Bell every day for weeks on end and it just became like let's make you know the comfort was eating the same thing from taco bell every day now a few years ago i went on this tour and i was like it was right before a few months before covid and i was out for a long time and i was like i don't like i don't give a a shit about the the cool cafe in every town where it's the food's always the same, you mm-hmm. know, and it's always way more expensive than it should be. 
like i i'm just gonna like pick a meal and and find that most days uh until i get tired of it and and a couple of tours it's been like i'm gonna find a country fried steak because if you just if you're out somewhere like iowa city and you just go best country fried steak iowa city you're gonna find a really cool place and it's like that's like storied and like a hundred years old and like they're stoked that you're there and you're gonna get way more fed than you intended to for like ten dollars and you know, so it's like, you know, or, or barring that, like, you know, I, I'm all touring musicians ride the Waffle House train. Right. You know, it's like anybody from north of the Mason Dixon is just like, as soon as you get past Merlin, it's just like, get to get me to the, get, get thee to a Waffle House, you know. Um, Fantastic. And so it's like, I find these, I find these little habits. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so glad you mentioned the biggest ball at Ball of Twine in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to see Al at the Apollo in 2018. I got oh, I was in great. the second row of Apollo for one of Al, and it was Al's tour. I'd never seen him because I was like, he's just gonna do, he's gonna do like the Lady Gaga shit and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do like the new stuff, and I, I really want like. So he did this tour where it was only deep cuts and only non-parody songs and like and so i got a ticket to that and i was in this and i was like in tears because oh it's so good before the ramones before they might be giants before the icp like before like the the mount rushmore of brook pride more like before that the bedrock of that is 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 weird al for me like that's great before i knew i could play music there was weird al and he did I was lucky enough to catch him do the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. That oh, that's wonderful. Was, I love that. And he, yeah, just, so to speak to that, I've never, I, I it's been a long time. One year I booked a, like a 12 week full us. I, my album, a brighter light was brand new. And I was like, I want to play everywhere in the U S on this tour. I'm going to do like 12 weeks. And I did and rang in my 30th birthday in style by doing that and mm-hmm. like there were like two days where i was like i you know, i think it was one of them was salt lake so we drove from flagstaff to salt lake or vegas to salt lake rather so like over the course of two days like we left flagstaff and we went to the grand canyon and then we we went over the hoover dam to vegas and we'd never seen any of this stuff and then we went to salt lake and i got to go to the temple and i got to go to the salt lake it never occurred to me that the salt lake nobody's there nobody goes there because it's terrible right like you don't want it we went in we didn't know it's awful like you don't want to try to swim in it it's 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 really painful it's beautiful to look at but it's not something you want to subject yourself to so we had this one that was the one time i've ever booked like let me get all of this stuff in. And, and I'm just like pretty good at, if I'm driving in the daytime, I'm just like pretty good at like, Oh, look, there's the biggest key in, you know, the Midwest let's get out. Or the big one was the big, the biggest golf tee in the Midwest and you get out, it's in Indiana somewhere mm-hmm. and you get out and it's just like a 12 foot tall golf tee. You know? Oh, that's great. That's I it. Love that's, that. And there is, I haven't been to the biggest ball of twine, but I, I, I think there really is one. Oh yeah. And it's something, something to aspire to. Yeah. Brooke, 
If people wanted to learn more about touring or more about you, where would you recommend they take a look? Well, you can hear all of my stuff at the Bandcamp, which is brookpridemore.bandcamp.com, B-R-O-O-K-P-R-I-D-E-M-O-R-E.bandcamp.com. That's me on all the socials. I'm at Brook Pride More on everything, okay. except, except on Be Real, I'm the guy from Pearl Jam. And I'm an active social media user. TikTok is currently my favorite. Brookpridemore.com has got links to all that stuff. A follow on Spotify would be great. I'm trying to get that up. All that stuff is online. And I I'm I wonder about doing a longer form specifically advise about tour because people ask me and I get stuck. But mm-hmm. I wonder if I write a DIY guide to to, to touring. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have a wealth of knowledge, so I think people would be into that for sure. Yeah, I, I could, I could go and go and go. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely, so much. thank you. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk with me. Yeah, thank you. My name is Matt Stores, and this has been Matt Splaining.